Welcome to Media Roots Radio. This is your host, Abby Martin. And this is your co-host, Robbie Martin. So it's been quite a while since we've been in an episode. It's been quite a while since we've updated Media Roots because we are in the process of a giant redesign that should be launched within the next couple weeks. Um, if anyone wants to submit or contribute, please contact info at mediaroots.org. Um, we're going to start the project going again. It's just been hard to uh, keep up with me doing the show, Robbie releasing uh, his new record and, and all that good stuff. So stay tuned. We'll make an announcement. And um, if anyone wants to get involved, we really encourage it. Yeah. And if anyone out there listening is a Media Roots uh, website fan and they're missing, you know, they're sad that we're, we haven't been updating the site Abby's new show, Breaking the Set, is basically a continuation of Media Roots. And if you haven't checked out Breaking the Set yet, it's, I mean, go check it out. It's its live every day um, at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Russia Today America. And it's a great show. So check that shit out, everybody. Check that shit out. And, and unfortunately, I've gotten a lot of <clears throat> criticisms lately from from something that I decided to do, which is an idea which is that I got. stand up for your belief, your which beliefs. Is, which, is, which is state an opinion on an opinion show. Now I'm a shill. I'm a, you know, I'm a sellout, et cetera. Well, we could, why don't we, let's why don't talk, we talk about it. Well, let's, do you want to dive into that right now? Because there's so... I was thinking about just what you did, and there's so much... We can. I mean, we could talk for a, a while just about that yeah. aspect of no, it. No, I think that we should because, <clears throat> you know, I got the idea when I was home for Christmas break in Oakland, and we and you and I were just talking about how upsetting it is to have so many people just. And lock it's something stuff. we talk about a lot that we don't. We haven't really talked about on the show before because it's. It's not just that the school shootings are breeding these new boy who cried wolf conspiracy theories. It's just anything like right. hurricane sandy or <laughs> i mean you know we've been watching we've been since we're you know since we're 911 truthers and we've been involved in that scene for so long we've just seen it evolve into this like sort of out of control everything's a conspiracy mindset that is very damaging it's damaging to getting the truth out Robbie, and you're a shill if you if you say that and that's the, that's the scary part, is that people are so lockstep about it that when you have your own opinion or when you say that, no, I need more evidence, I don't believe, automatically believe that that's a conspiracy, you're, yeah, you're labeled as some kind of shill or government agent or something or apologist or something. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, you know, I probably didn't present the, the subject as well as I should have because the girl that I did it with, she doesn't really know too much about conspiracies um you know i I should have done it with you but my main point was just saying all of these different alternative theories about sandy hook um i i kind of just don't i mean i've looked i've looked at shit but it's just so convoluted it's like i don't unlike 9-11 unlike things that are like these events that are used as a pretext or or used in an obvious reason to advance something. I just don't understand why people think all these shootings are just automatically black ops. I mean, I, it makes no sense to me. I mean, to advance well, gun control? I mean, I don't really well, see yeah, that that's being their whole, done. That's their whole theory. And this is, what I, this is what we've been talking about for years on our show, is that the government, at this point in, in history, in an empire like the United States, they're not going to do something like what happened in Nazi Germany and go to people's houses, knock down their doors, pull them out of their homes, and put them into camps. That's not right. going to happen here because there's because 
that history has shown that eventually that doesn't work. You know, at a certain point, mm-hmm. people in those situations will either rise up or rebel. America is not going to get to that point at, at least until other. You know, I mean, it's possible that we'll get that fascistic. You know, and and things might like that might happen, but I don't see it happening based on based on something like gun gun control because I think it's a male ego trip thing to think that because you're a gun owner and because you respect the founders and, and you know you were into the American Revolution and all that stuff that somehow you're going to be able to be the fail safe against tyranny fully right. taking over. Right. That you and your friends who have guns and your buddies and, and you know all these other survivalists are going to somehow save the republic. It's a pipe dream. America is unsavable if it gets to that point. Mm. It's not, it's not, you cannot save it. And I'm sorry, but I don't know very many gun owners who believe in those things who aren't also a little bit borderline crazy. There are a lot who are normal people, but they're the exception, not the rule. And I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, people might be offended hearing that, but you know, if you're a gun collector guy and you're paranoid about this kind of stuff, really, honestly, ask yourself: Are a lot of these other people who are like me are they as centered as me, or are they possibly a little bit delusional, racist, paranoid? You know, and those aren't good traits to form a, a an actual cohesive re- <laughs> like rebellion. Right. You know, well, it, well, it's it, like. When the Chris Hedges interview, when he was saying um, there's a lot of people who are gun owners who are, you know, paranoid or whatever, and who are also leaning, you know, extreme libertarians, and that might be a bad revolution. It's just an interesting take. I mean, you know, I, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, though, it's interesting. Okay, I don't, I don't, I do understand why people are completely skeptical of everything the government says. That's good. That's a good trait to have, especially when you learn about things like 9 11 being a cover-up, all these things, the JFK assassination, different things that are completely censored from from the press. Yeah, all of these things, you know. I mean, when you dig deeper, the rabbit hole is endless. But, so I get why you're questioning things, but I I think that the the paranoia runs so deep because it's just gone so deep that it's taken away their, their ability to just critically think about things. It's almost like once someone wakes up to one conspiracy... And they sh- and it and it changes their whole worldview and paradigm. Yeah. They it's like they're stuck in that gear, and they can't get like back into first gear. Like it's like mm-hmm. they're they're they've been permanently like thrust into this other gear, where their antennae are picking up everything as being some sort of inside job or conspiracy, and then it almost feels self satisfying and good to be in that gear all the time because then you almost feel like superior to yeah, everybody else. Like, a, well, I can see it and you can't. Yeah, you're in yeah. like this group. It's like you replace the the total blind faith in government with just like a complete rejection of everything and a complete acceptance that, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum where everything's a conspiracy, everything's controlled by some sort of or- overarching agenda and, it's, yeah. and it can't be any other way and everything's being fulfilled to reach this. Um, well, that, it's very true. interesting. Yeah, that's... The, it, it is like... It is like you're replacing one bad way of looking at the world with another bad one, like a, another form of tunnel vision. And it's replacing it with like an entity, like you're replacing the government or Muslims or whatever with the New World Order or like just these these things that are kind of the, these shapeless entities that, that's easy to just say they're controlling everything, the New World Order, the New World Order. 
it's like a displacement of fear. Like mm. the fear that drives being paranoid about Muslims and terrorists and, you know, things like that has been displaced to now the fear is with the government and the, yeah, the new world order, like you're saying. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm inspired by the, what, what you do where you're, you're, you know, you don't, you talk about how bad things are and how messed up a lot of things are, but you're not, you're not trying to induce fear into people. You're not fear mongering people. You're not getting them to think that, you know, tomorrow or the next day they might have to get all their water and food and hide out in their basement with their guns, you know. But there's a lot of other people out there who are inducing that kind of fear. And if you look at the, the Hegelian principle that, you know, Alex Jones has been talking about for years, the whole idea of problem-reaction-solution, I see something like the fear... And the paranoia based around these school shootings being the problem that could induce some kind of gun control. Like, it's not even that these school shootings are going to cause gun control. It's that a lot of these crazies and people who are coming out of the woodwork crying about conspiracies and, 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 and you know, yelling and screaming about it. They might be the ones who will start, like, a serious, like, gun control, res- uh, you know. Well, loss. yeah. No, that's what made, it made me... After all this happened, like the Sandy Hook thing and then me saying that on the show and then getting such um, a horrible hate mail and stuff, just calling me a sellout and shit, it made me start thinking about what you're saying, which is that if the establishment wanted gun control and if the establishment wanted a police state, I mean, let's just go straight to the police state. Yes, you can argue that we are in a police state because we're in a surveillance grid, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we're not in a full fascistic police state with military on the streets yet. I mean, we're not there yet. But if the establishment wanted to do that, what better way than to have someone who does, you know, make people feel like this is coming within the next couple of days, have them spur it. Be like, all right, the revolution's right now. It's time to start fighting back. I mean, and then someone goes out and starts shooting people or, or a couple people across the country do, and then it's like that's a reason to be like, well, the, all these armed militia-type groups or whatever of conspiracy theorists are now doing this, and so we need to, like, crack down. It's just a, it's just bizarre how the tables have turned. I don't know. Well, no, it, and it's, it is actually very dangerous to be someone with so many lockstep followers, so many loyalists, almost like a cult, like where your followers will do... If you tell your followers... Tomorrow is going to be the revolution. Get your guns, hide out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could really create a dangerous situation by telling your followers to do something like that. And that might be the, the catalyst to you know, give the government an excuse to take away even more of our freedoms. Rather than sort of you know, trying to fight... You know, there, is a, there is something really valuable in the idea of like, non-violent resistance. You know, like... But to me, threatening violence and talking about how you're going to shoot, you know, a Fed or whatever, if if the government tries to take away your guns, that's almost like a, it's it's like you're jumping the gun and you're 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 using violent rhetoric when it's not even necessary yet, you know, or like necessary at all. It's just, it is a very strange, it's very reactionary and very very dangerous. It and, is. It is. And, and it's feeding into such. It's like, yes, for every 
Let's say there's, there's you know, we, we know a, a few people who are, you know, anti-government. Um, they believe 9-11 is an inside job. They're relatively centered people. They're armed. Um, we know a, enough people like that to know that not everybody like that is, is dangerous, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they are in the majority of these types of gun owner survivalists. I think they're in the minority. I would, I'd be willing to bet that if you took a poll of everybody who owned more than like 10 guns, who, you know, was anti-government, um, and you asked them, you know, why they were anti-government, a large percentage of them would be giving reasons that would be horrifying. Like they would say the government's communist, the president is a Muslim, um, he's, you know, the president is a communist agent, or just things that would really make you like turn white in the face from like, oh my God, like these are actually the real people out there who are thinking they're going to fight this resistance. They're fucking crazy, paranoid nationalists. You know, like they're not, they're not truthers. They're not, you know, these so-called, you know, they're not libertarians even. They're, they're more on that sort of like 1950s, like McCarthyist era, you know, bandwagon. And And I don't think, I just think it, it's weird to me how most of these people are in denial about that. It's like when you accuse, like the Chris Hedges thing, when he accused a lot of these gun owners mm-hmm. of being sort of paranoid racist, a lot of people got really mad at that. But it's like, well, they're not, he's not saying that all of those people are racist. He's saying that there's a lot of them among you. And if you're not aware of that, then that's actually a problem. Because do you want to form an armed resistance against this supposed tyrannical crackdown with a bunch of like paranoid racist gun nuts, I don't. I don't want them. I don't want to be around them if shit goes down. Right. I would be more. I would be just as scared of those people as I would be of a Fed if the shit came down. I don't want to be around somebody who's going to shoot a black guy walking near their property, you know, in the middle of a crisis. Yeah. Like Hurricane Katrina. That's to me is terrifying. Like when I was into Alex Jones, even from the beginning, like I, you and I got into him. Around was like two, late two thousand three, two thousand four, yeah. or something like, like right when the Kerry Bush election mm-hmm. was happening, he made American Dictators about how mm-hmm. both parties are controlled. Right. You know. You know. It's a flawed movie, but it was you know attacking both sides equally. You know. And then he he sort of evolved over time, where it was like, I, as I met fellow Alex Jones fans, I realized that I was not like most Alex Jones fans, because most of them are, are like, completely on board with everything he says. Right, 100%. And they're in lockstep with him, which is not... I mean, I didn't really bother me that much at the time, but as, I, as time went on and I saw this, like, you know, a lot of the gun rights rhetoric getting stronger, the birther stuff getting stronger, the com- now he's talking about Obama being a communist, how the government is socialist, and his followers are, like, a cult now. And... It's just it's just really unfortunate that a lot of people who follow him can't just be like, yeah, like a lot of the things he says are great, but you know I'm not I'm following the ideas, not the man. Right. But that doesn't seem to be the case. No, it, it seems it's to be not much the case. More it's not the case. Especially seeing this thing on Piers Morgan, how many people are just like 150 percent uniform about what he said? It's like any rational, logical person could look at that and be like that. That actually, like, is damaging. I mean, first of all, someone's... An, I don't care how much is a, of a fucking tool Piers Morgan is. I have n- no respect for him at all. But being in television, 
if you're putting the time and energy to fly a guest into your studio and you like are respectfully giving him a platform to speak period. yeah i don't care what i mean i understand he's like spewing off a bunch of facts but those get lost i mean he could have made a very rational logical debate he had a lot of good points and then to see the 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 responses from his followers just like yep he did awesome. He was great. And just like totally viciously attacking anyone who, who doesn't think that. And you're just yeah. like, well, you guys are really lacking some objectivity here. Like, serious. Well, I'll go on to his comments section sometimes. And I was reading a lot of the comments on his site. And one of his articles recently right after that was like, the headline was, Alex Jones made CNN producer cry. And it was like bragging about how like, sensitive the cnn like this female cnn producer was at like his behavior and how like she was like uh couldn't handle it and so she cried and i was just thinking yeah, that's like, nice to brag about so he's writing an article about how he's a bully and it's like made regard- some, like little lady at cnn yeah sob. L- that's nice. like separate his beliefs like we are on board with a lot of his beliefs like right. i'd say like 70 percent of what he right. talks about i believe in mm-hmm yeah, and, and all of his followers, it's just like, oh, I'm a shill, I'm a sell. It's like, really, for my, like, seven years of dedicated activism trying to expose the most biggest, like, cover-up in the history of this country, 9-11, and you're yeah. calling me a shill because I'm not jumping on board with, oh, like, sensational, unprovable you're- things. I'm sorry, but chemtrails are not proven. I don't give a shit what you tell me. Look up in the sky. The evidence is right there. No, it's not. There's no causal relation whatsoever to these metals, these corrosive metals are finding the ground with aerial spraying. I don't care what... I've seen so much shit. I've watched all the documentaries. I I, I just am completely unconvinced. In fact, I'd go as far to say that it's intentional disinformation to suck in the most gullible people who just believe in everything that that these conspiracy movements say all these alternative media just put it puts out this disinfo about harp about chemtrails and they just believe it and then they attack people who don't it's just causing so much damage and it's like look first of all respect that i don't believe something that you do that's fine it's fine to have disagreements that's why we're all human beings and have our own minds but second of all to say that i'm like a sellout because i'm not jumping on board a totally unprovable conspiracy theory that's like gigantic you're suggesting that the government's spraying people on a daily basis around the world there's not one pilot who i've seen at all say anything about it why there's over two thousand architects and engineers who are talking about one event on one day Yet there's no pilots anywhere in the world who have said this is even strange, that this is happening on a daily basis all over the world. I mean, I don't even want to spend too much time on it because it's so outrageous, but it's just that's just one example of how how it's worked, you know, spreading fake, unprovable things and people just lap it up. Well, here's a, here's a good example of, of what you're talking about. This is just on a, on a microcosmic level, but... So there was this article going around online for a while about how GMO cucumbers cause pubic baldness. I don't know if you... Have you heard about this? Okay. And this article was spread around (laughs) all over Facebook and stuff, and people were seriously reposting it. All right. But when you actually went to the source of the article, it was like a completely... Either an intentional joke website, like The Onion, or it was just like completely insane, just... Total speculative conspiracy mm-hmm. stuff that had no basis in reality, and the the thing about that is, if you were say if you were Monsanto, okay, mm-hmm. you were working in the in the psyops department of Monsanto because all big companies now have right. basically 
not black ops, but like spy style act and disinformation Absolutely. arms. Absolutely. I mean, I just bought a book called Spooks from the the seventies. That's about how McDonald's and all these corporations in the seventies were hiring ex intelligence agents to do things for them, like around the world. So this has been happening for before we were born. You know, right. it's not it's not anything new. So if you were Monsanto and you wanted to discredit and you know smear or just or just like squelch sort of the resistance against gen- genetically modified foods, it's not that hard to spread a ridiculous claim like that, like to inject a story like that. You know, say someone at Monsanto mm-hmm. wrote a story about how. GMO cucumbers cause pubic baldness, and then they spread it all around the internet. Something sensationalist like that will attract attention, but then what it'll do is it'll discredit the real, you know, scientific evidence about the dangers of GMOs right. and how they're untested and, right. and things like that. So what it's going to do for the general public is you'll be like, you know, someone talks about GMOs, and and you know you've heard about this pubic baldness story, and you know that it's been debunked. You'll be like, oh, you're one of those. Guys who believes that you know you're gonna get your, your pubic hair is gonna fall off if you eat a GMO cucumber, right. or you're one of those nuts. Right. It's it's you can do that with anything, <clears throat> and, right? And just conspiracy theory culture as a whole, it's it's not a whole, it's not a cohesive entity like a culture, like you know people who believe in conspiracies. You know, there's there can't be pinned down to one thing. There's all different levels mm-hmm. of conspiracies. There's you know, Chomsky and Howard Zinn's alternate historical lens, you know, that a lot of normal people would call that conspiracy. But then there's the whole, like, coast-to-coast AM-style conspiracies where it's, like, total, like, soapbox speculation, you know, speculative theories kind of stuff. But all you have to do, if you were the government or if you were someone wanting to eliminate, you know, the attention about 9-11 conspiracies or things like that, you could just inject all this fake disinformation into that world and it'll spread on its own. Like right. you don't even like a team of a hundred people could be working every day to spread conspiracies, you know, unfounded conspiracies every day, and it would do a significant amount of damage to all the real genuine conspiracies that need to be exposed. Just by association. It's like, oh, you're one of those people who believes that Obama doesn't have a birth certificate and the school shootings were staged, you know? Right. Instead of, oh, yeah, there's a lot of questions about 9-11. Now 9-11 conspiracies are lumped in with birther. You know, the word birther even is like a truther modification. Yeah, and I'm not saying that any... I'm not making any conclusive, definitive statements about anything. I'm just saying when I have not found any proof and i and it's just so unbelievable that video that i made to follow up like all the hate mails if i was just like it's really important to arm yourself with the evidence if you want to you know put forward alternative theories and like people just it's amazing that anyone can even argue with that like how is that even possible to argue with that you should be armed with evidence before making speculative claims that could like discredit other people who are trying to present real evidence and real claims like that that's sad it's so sad how many people are like no like we might, we should just assume that everything's a conspiracy. Blah yeah, blah, like, blah 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 blah. And then and then it goes to ridiculous heights, like weather weather control. It's like, well, you know, like like someone was like, well, obviously you haven't heard the research of so and so who worked as a pilot in Vietnam who created hurricanes. <laughs> and I was like, well, I know that they use cloud seeding to flood the Ho Chi Minh Trail in Vietnam, but that's different from a hurricane. 
I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't. It, it's it's really and it, and I think fear. It, a lot of this what drives this is again, it's fear. Fear is like a drug for people. It becomes addictive. But at the same time, when you th- are afraid of everything, you know that this this hurricane is a as a weapon, or that this school shooting is staged, or that these tr- you know clouds in the air are poison that are going to kill us. It it's paralyzing. It doesn't let it doesn't allow you to function in a in a way that will be constructive to the truths you're trying to you know. Put well, that's forward. the real problem, Robbie. You just hit it on the head. It's the it takes away our agency as human beings to Absolutely. do anything about it because once you believe that every single avenue of daily life is debilitating government ops, then you are completely removed from being able to change anything. And and really, we are in a stage right now where we could prevent. I mean, we could prevent uh, the future from getting a lot worse, but unfortunately, so many people already think that we're at the very, very end, where just nothing, I mean, everything's, you know, poison, everything's this, everything's that, and so, yeah, it definitely removes their ability to really actively pursue anything, it makes them completely paralyzed with fear to even speak out, I mean, we're talking about the chilling effect, this causes the chilling effect. And yeah, and this is, it's like there's two opposite ends of the chilling effect, there's on the sides of the spectrum. What you're talking about, the fear that's induced by this, you know, everything's a conspiracy, you know, everything's engineered, everything's an inside job. They're trying to kill us every day with the other side of it, which is like the chilling effect that the government is directly enforcing where it's like they're making journalists afraid to write about certain topics. You know, um, hackers are being targeted now. Whistleblowers are being targeted. Um, Muslims who speak out against the Mm -hmm. government are being targeted. If you're a Muslim and you advocate for, you know, fighting back against the U.S. Army, then you're, you are a terrorist and you can be targeted for assassination. Because that's all Anwar al-Awlaki did. Right. He just advocated for violence against occupying forces. Right. That's it. And, he's, and, and that's all it takes. So there's two, there's two different sides of the chilling effect, and one, of, and one whole side of it is being perpetuated by the people who are supposedly there to fight against the you know the government but they're almost doing the job for them right you know it's like the soviet union you know method methodology of of making the population scared to resist but mixed with this sort of homebrew you know paranoid uh fear complex that and it paralyzes you from both sides it is a really interesting dynamic that i see playing out more and more like you're absolutely right, Robbie. Unfortunately, um, you know, I'm, I'm. I think it's good that this is the conversation that needs to be had, especially in the wake of all these things. It just makes me so sad because I feel like I can't relate to so many people now. Um, you know, all these people I used to identify with, I just see them a turning against me, or b just turning against the true pursuit of the truth because they are completely just picking up on anything that comes by and just claiming like it's the new giant conspiracy and it's just like what the fuck happened to you guys i mean i just thought that i don't know i thought that the movement that i was a part of was really based on like a lot of really critical thinking logical people who per- were pursuing 9-11 truth because it was because we had facts because we had evidence that really showed um a lot of things and unfortunately it's not the case um of course there are a few there are a few people who are still like in complete agreement with us, you know. It just seems like it's less and less than I than I thought every day. 
And they don't... Well, I'm sure there's a lot more people out there, but they don't speak out because they're afraid of being, like, attacked. Because so many people now are in sort of this lockstep mindset where it's like, yeah, if you deny that the Sandy Hook or the, the Aurora shootings were not some sort of government psyops, you're you're questionable now. Right. You're like... It's like... And, and it is... It is very, very, very worrying to see that the whole, like, conspiracy, questioning the government, you know, mindset evolve into something like this. Yeah, and you're telling me it's a good thing that now Alex Jones, who every single person who had no idea who he was now thinks he's some crazy gun-toting, like, psychopath that saw him on TV... Um, you're, you're telling me that that's a good thing to associate 9-11 truth with now because Piers Morgan put him right into that trap where he was like, so who do you think did 9-11? And he said the government and shit. So now it's like, is that good now that like we're associated with someone like him? I mean, how is that not doing damage? And not only that, why don't, not only that, but why are they so, why do they take it personally when you just can, when you just go out there and slightly criticize like his, um, his delivery or something like very vanilla, like just going out there and being like, you know, it's, I think it's damaging to get so riled up and angry and scream 1776 will commence again. I said, you know, that's a little bit damaging. And then people are like personally offended to the point where they, they think that you're offending them or like insulting them. It's, it's the, all the signifiers of like a cult leader or like almost like an evangelical, like preacher or something who's running like a church full of really loyal followers. It's, it's, and if you really believe in the in the quest for truth and, and fighting against tyranny, then you follow the ideas, not the man. That's how it, that's how it's always been. Right. I mean, look what what he did with Rand Paul. He didn't even mention that Rand Paul tried to get you fired on his show. He did not mention it. Well, and he also just that's, com- that's hugely I mean, newsworthy. All these people, which is so interesting to me, it's like how come Ron Paul and Rand Paul aren't sellouts to this entire movement? Like, how can anyone trust these people? Because Alex Jones has told people that they're the ones that, that you they're the to two good politicians, even though yeah. we know that Rand is just trying to get a presidential bid for 2016. I mean, it's obvious yep. what his intentions are. Let's talk about this gun control thing really quickly because I I have a gun um, and you have a gun. I I mean, you were just kind of saying this, but it's just so interesting to think that people that like us owning a gun means anything in terms of if like this state really wanted to install a fascist tyrannical regime like outwardly i mean what what would owning a gun do i mean it and it's actually not true that hitler took the guns quote unquote it's not true that castro took the guns i mean you look at and like the hitler thing i think is like totally overblown too he didn't really just go and sweepingly take everyone's firearms it's just an interesting thing because it, we can't fight against the biggest military force in the world with like guns i mean they have tanks sound cannons they can just immobilize you with like a, a an inaudible sound weapon <laughs> like like yeah you know I, mean, what I mean it's like they can microwave you from I mean, a mile away <laughs> let's look at let's look at this male pipe dream fantasy that comes from 1776 the american revolution <laughs> the british army was coming over here from boats, they were, I mean, they were, they had the same exact weaponry that we had. They weren't, wep- they didn't have a superior, like, technology to us, right? So, it makes sense when you look at the American Revolution how, you know, you know, Washington and his, and, you know, his army were able to 
you know, and all the other people involved in the revolution were able to fight against and resist that sort of invasion. It makes sense. You know, it was a, a stroke of luck that we actually won. I don't think it was like a sweeping victory by any means. I mean, mm-hmm. there were times when we were completely losing, but now it's different. It's totally different now. We're, you know, there might be a few gun owners out there who have this equivalent weaponry to the U.S. Army. There's nobody out there like that who's like holding guard, who's actually yeah, going to be able to fight against. You're absolutely this. right. The the Revolutionary War was like cannons and and muskets and stuff. I mean, it was like both sides kind of had an equal playing field. I mean, it's not that's not possible here. No, now. it's not. And I mean, we're and then and even if it were, we're definitely not at the right time period to go start blowing shit up and, and killing people. I mean, and that's what's so interesting about these FBI sting operations, because you get any angst-ridden male or, or female who are just really upset at the government, like, you can play into their emotions and be like, what, don't you want like, to start a revolution? Like, look what Che Guevara did, you know, all, like, all this shit, and like, convince people that we are in that time period where it is necessary to do that. And it's like, very easy to just like, get people riled up and then to entrap them. But I mean, not, not even just speaking of the entrapment case, but it's just that mentality that that the time is now like it's not, and it's I mean, a national, it's a nationalistic identity like fixation. Exactly what the government wants is for us to like get violent. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they want because right. then that'll give them an excuse to do more right. stuff to us. Right. He is saying on national television, seventeen seventy six will commence again if you try to take our right. guns. Right. What does that mean? It means that if they try to pass gun control, then he's saying that we're going to like take to the streets with guns. Why is it that in America he has so much faith in in, in us to be able to get armed together Robbie, and it's sort na- of resist? It's the nationalism that's exactly. blinding everyone. And that's and let's talk about that. We're for special a second. here in America. We're we're us Americans. If we all armed and got together, then we would be good. Think we about be, it. What is we, We're altruistic. We're only here to fight against government. It's a fantasy. And let's talk about how damaging that is. Because I mean, you're looking at something. When you're looking at this extreme nationalism, I mean, what's different than people who are obsessed with Fox News? And then on the other spectrum, you have, like, the uber-nationalists who are just, like, all about the foundation of this republic and stuff. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't really see that much of a difference between people who are, like, obsessed with America being the best about no. how this country is, like, the, the best. It's like... It's like be fighting against the government for the wrong reasons by saying like because we were the best country and you ruined it and shit it's like that's the mentality that we need to get out of because that is going to completely stunt humanity if you nationalism is dangerous it, like, yeah nation states like nation states are meaningless i mean i'm sorry but they are we're all human yeah. beings oh but that's abby that makes reason. you a globalist that's what ma- it makes me a globalist new world order communist i mean i i love so many aspects <laughs> of this country i'm still living here but I don't believe that, like, we, ha- we are the rightful owners of this country. Like, I believe that, you know, through a lot of clever and, and through, you know, means and, and force, we were able to take over this country. Like, things like the Louisiana Purchase and, you know, uh, all the land that was bought. I mean, um, our eradication of Native Americans... Um, the slave trade. I mean, we built up this country based on the slave trade. We fought wars with the Mexicans to take over a bunch of their territory. Um, I mean, there's so many aspects of the founding of this country that are very questionable. and But yet, there's so many people who are out there like thinking that, you know, if you're an illegal immigrant, right. um, you're a bad person. 
you know, if you're, you know, I mean, and I've heard a lot of these like right winger patriot type people talk about Native Americans, like where it's like, you know, there's the noble savage way of looking at it, where it's like all the Native Americans are good. You know, they're just these morally superior, more simple people. And then there's the opposite of that, which is like, well, the Native Americans, like, you know, they, they like killed a bunch of their own people too. And they are like fighting with each other constantly. And, you know, they're, they're really bad people. So it's not like, so it's almost like gives it some sort of like, oh, well then they wasn't that bad that we like killed. Right. You know, it's like, it's this weird. Well, that's, that's the mentality that breeds war. You cannot have a war without the uh, de- dehumanization of another culture, of another race. I mean, war would not work. It wouldn't function if they yeah. didn't breed racism and discrimination against other people. I mean, that that's just... So So if, you're, if you are an anti-war activist or if you consider yourself anti-war, you have to really question this nationalistic fervor that you subscribe to because it's really incongruent. Like, you... Our our nation is relatively new, and like it just seems like a lot of people. That's what's really preventing a, a global empathy movement, a global consciousness from really arising to demand an end to this shit. Because people are just so. It seems like America's the worst. I don't know if it's just because I live here, but I've traveled all around the world, and and people really do not have this sort of American exceptionalism that we have here. I mean, it seems like they're more understanding of of how things are how things fit together and how things have evolved the way that they do and like they have like a broader context of where their country fits into the global map but it just seems like a lot of people in america do not have that they lack that i don't know why well we're the babies i mean we're if you look at i mean just like you said we've we're we're a relatively new country compared to most of the rest of the world but yet we're the most powerful we're the we're that we're superior militarily and you know in so many other ways to all these other countries and it, it it does breed this sort of weird inferiority complex like we're latching on to these ideals that are not really don't really exist you know like any altruism that america is projected to have is false even going back all the way to the american revolution yeah yeah the idea that the american revolution was inherently good that we were fighting on the side of good that we were fighting against evil i mean sure you know the king the, the king of England was, you know, he was trying to exert control over the United States. To say that the American Revolution was just formed by the, all these altruistic people who were trying to save their their country and become independent is not true. I mean, Ben Franklin used his newspapers and, and his media buddies to spread propaganda against Britain and, and make up lies about British soldiers raping and killing women and children, like out of their homes and stuff, in order to get people riled mm-hmm. up. No matter what point in history you go back to, armed resistances. No matter what, there's a it's, they're messy. They're not right. they're not just these you know altruistic events where every, everything is good and you know it's good versus evil. Nothing works like that in this world. Yeah, and it, it's just it is it is this very black and white view that I think I just think that people if they believe in freedom and they believe in the freedom of expression and being a free person latching on to this sort of nationalism and and you know gun uh, paranoia is not is 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 stifling that it's not helping that move forward <laughs> it's not all let's just say it's not all inclusive that's a that's putting it mildly right. you know and also it was very apparent when um you know and Alex Jones is yelling at Piers Morgan 
calling him a red coat and then saying go back to where you came from that it's just it's just that whole argument that i hear from so many people go to iran if you don't like america leave yeah, so you're telling like so you're telling surprising. piers morgan to just like leave this country and go back to where he came from because he's a red coat like what century are we living in it's just unbelievable it just sort of reveals and undermines the rest of the message you know believing in freedom and human rights and you know you know stopping wars and, and killing people around the world you know th- things like that and it's it's just it is it is really unfortunate to use these kind of concepts that a lot of people can rally behind especially people who are questioning their government but then using them to kind of fuel this like uber nationalism that we need to like f- you know relive 1776 in a way it's just an interesting thing because it's impossible i mean we're living in the 21st century i don't know it's just totally irrelevant to like the the time that we're living in now the second amendment was not written for the the reality that we're in yeah i mean i'm i'm pro second amendment but i'm definitely not in line with most of these gun owners who believe that they're going to be that it's that it's a fail safe to stop a, a tyrannical government that's gotten out of control at this point, I don't believe that it that is possible. I really don't. I mean, the only real possibility to me, say if, you know, just in theory, if the government did want to come down on us and, like, put checkpoints everywhere and, you know, do this, the biggest, you know, the biggest hope we have to stopping something like that is that people working in, in the military... People working in the police force will be the ones to resist themselves. Right, that's the only hope we it. have. That's the only because hope we have. Besides that, it's going to be a messy, um, insane, you know, rioting um, situation. I mean, look at Hurricane Katrina. What happened there? You know, yeah. it, it it wasn't that that people were fighting against the government. They were fighting against looters and people they thought were looters. You know, just because of the color of their skin or because they were coming too close to their property or whatever. I mean, that's the reality of what happens when society collapses. It's not this fantasy. You know, it's not Red Dawn. Right. It's not, you know, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't. But, and we're not also, I'm also not trying to say that you don't have the right to shoot, you know, to defend your life and shoot somebody if, like, someone's, you know, going to kill you, like... That's totally your right to do that, but I'm not. I'm. I'm just not a believer of this idea that, you know, this this fantasy will play out anything like you're imagining or anything like 1776. But I'm also. I'm not saying people shouldn't rise up and, and philosophically and, and and using their ideas and and spreading information to fight the government. I'm saying fight with your life, like your life depends on it, but don't jump the gun and just like hope that you know well i'm just gonna fight against them when they come and get me like that's the most important thing you you need to think about right now right and also don't think that everyone who's pushing for some sort of gun control is like in on this thing to impose a tyrannical government like we're all gonna have concentration camps it's like piers morgan is not he's probably just like a normal guy who's just a total tool who doesn't think that we should have like military grade assault rifles or whatever like weapons i mean he's not and that's that's the the damaging thing it's like it's so extreme that they're just like he's trying to take our guns it's like he's actually not advocating to ban guns i mean no one's really advocating to ban guns it's just 
why do people need like machine guns like that's what they're asking why do people need machine guns and it's because these people think that they need machine guns and shit to fight against the government when they come to get them it's like just this weird thing that just it's it's like completely not based in reality right now and also just to like say that everyone like Piers Morgan's in on it that they're trying to get our guns and they're pushing like an agenda to disarm America is not true it's just this thing that happens in the wake of these really fucked up things where the media, you know, sensationalizes the shit out of a story and they just sell a story for a long time and right now it's gun control because these shootings are still fresh in everyone's mind and they, they know that they can give a lot of airtime to it and it's controversial and it makes good television. I mean, to me, if say if you were one of these militia people who wanted, who like relished the idea of fighting against the government when, when they came and tried to get you, like... Keep that on the back burner and 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 just know that that's how you feel, and and you know you know know that there's other people that feel the same way, but don't threaten. Make open threats against the government regularly about it, right? Because you're giving them exactly what they want. If you're if you're scared of that happening, then don't be the catalyst to ignite it to happen. Don't like, don't talk about how you're gonna. You know, shoot feds and army people now, you know? I mean, maybe later, like when things are just like completely unhinged and crazy, then it, there's no, you're not going to lose anything we're talking about that. But right now, like, you're just ratcheting up the tension and fear. Right. That's all it's doing. It's not, it's not helping anything to threaten 1776, to threaten. And it's, and it's certainly not helping people who just want guns, who are just like gun owners. Exactly. Here. I mean, it's not. No, it's actually them. it's making it worse because you're making it seem like the normal. When I say the normal gun owner, I mean someone who doesn't believe that they're going to fight against the U.S. Army. Just a gun owner, you know, <laughs> who has it to protect their family. You're really making all those other gun owners seem very fringe, and 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 you're overshadowing the fact that there's just a lot of regular people out there who own guns. You know, not even hunters, just people who have one for protection or right, something like us. Yeah, I, and I know people even listening to this, they're gonna be, they're gonna take one of the things we said, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, you're anti-gun. You know, you're not a patriot because you don't believe in 1776." No, I mean, I mean, I'm actually probably closer to that than I am to like the average citizen. But I don't. I think it's dangerous rhetoric. It's dangerous for everybody, especially the people who want to fight the good fight and like actually resist what's going on. I agree. I mean, we could do another segment on your on your yeah, show no, if you keep getting should. hate mail or something. I mean, I, I mean, I know I will keep getting hate mail, and I'm sure after this episode, I definitely will too. But I think just one more time, it's important to state that yes, the media did a terrible job in the wake of these mass shootings. Yes, there was a ton of inconsistencies in the reporting, and yes, um, that should definitely be called out in question. But like, just because media has inconsistencies with official reports does not necessarily mean that it's a staged event to get guns. And on, on InfoWars right now, it says that there's an Intel Hub article linked to InfoWars on the main page, front and center, about how evidence points to black op, blah, 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 blah. Um, you yeah, know, just because, just because there's reports or even like a police radio of a guy with camo running into the woods or someone saw them and there was a guy in the front of the police vehicle. It's like all of these things do not necessarily mean, yes, they should definitely be followed up. Yes, they should be questioned. But eyewitness testimony in the wake of a hysterical trauma is not 
reliable. In fact, it's the opposite. It's like probably the most unreliable thing. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be followed up, but I'm saying to just base all of these conclusions on eyewitness accounts is not enough. And again, even if it was true, let's say just assume, you know, mm-hmm. just for the sake of argument, that the government has staged the last like five mass shootings. <laughs> yeah. They want, I mean, if if that's true, and 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 they want people to think that they're going to take away their guns. The best thing that can happen for their plan is for people to start using very violent rhetoric and to actually do something stupid, because it'll actually organically, you know, if these are all staged, it'll start organically creating situations where people who are armed and anti-government will just go out there and and they will cross that border. You know, we're talking about borderline personality disorder insanity. They're going to cross that line, and they're going to actually go crazy and shoot people. Like, it's 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 a fine line to me, and I just think it's it's that's the scary part. Like that, regardless, I, I don't even think it's like relevant. To, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, it would be interesting if they were staged, but I just don't. I guess I just don't see the. It seems like you're they're the people who are reacting to it in this way are giving them exactly what they want, like. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but well, if they are staged, then shouldn't we find out? Like through you know, I don't know. It just it, it's just it's just so ridiculous. I don't even know what to say about it anymore. It's just unreal. It's interesting, even on on breaking the set, just to talk about. I'm sorry, but can anyone really argue that the the form of capitalism that we live under is completely unsustainable and like corrupted i mean and and by yeah i mean seriously i'm there's whole memes there's like there's even like people just parroting threads and stuff starting threads saying that i'm a status that i worship the state and it's like that i'm a communist that i'm like it's just so bizarre to me it's like so that's how uncritical that you are that if if anyone just questions why things are so fucked up and and questions, hmm, could it be because we live in a, a form of government and form of economic system that has allowed corporations to completely own everything and and influence everything that we do? I mean, is that so out there? I mean, I it's just so interesting that that automatically equates you to being a communist. Like I'm a communist. Because yeah, people I are just, just looking for things. any, and and when you challenge someone's beliefs, you know, and they're so stuck into these paradigms, they're just gonna want to put you into a box and be like, "You're a communist. Right. You're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, you're a twofer. You know, you're a you're this or that." I mean, it, it really it really ruins this potential strength that the the internet is allowing. You know, this freedom of information and the flow of information that the internet has created. It's putting a huge damper on that, but mm-hmm. when people act that way, behave that way, and it's it is unfortunate, but I I still think that like you know the message that you deliver is so strong, other people deliver is still so strong. I mean, even Chomsky, you know, someone like him who isn't on board with nine eleven truth, but his messages are still very strong. You know, he goes out there all the time, and when he says things, they resonate. With a lot of people, because he's not trying to put things in boxes, like, or saying, "Oh, well, we shouldn't trust this person because he's a communist," or, you know, yeah, well, we shouldn't that, trust this person really because point. he's a neoconservative." He just breaks down the ideas and what they mean, and and you know, presents them as these really strong. It's it's like a, a sharp 
you know, knife that he's sharpened for you to use. And that's the kind of stuff I think people, they, they need to not worry so much about these labels and just look for really good, strong ideas and, and, and help promote those or incorporate those into your own belief system or the, when you argue with people about politics or you're trying to prove your case about something. Look for those kind of messages. Well, unfortunately, 90% of the population does it. I mean, like, it's so... It's so... Everybody we, does it. I know. We I do mean, it, we, too. we do it to an extent. Like, everybody wants to put things in a box. Yes, we've done it. And, and that show that I tried to, to bring this up, which started all this conversation, um, I, did, I did it, too. You know, I probably shouldn't have even used the word conspiracy theories at all. And immediately should have articulated like that. I think that it's a pejorative term that damages dialogue. You said enough. Like you made that point very clear. It, it's like an inability to look past the language and just like understand the ideas that are being right. put forth. Right, and 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 you don't really hear that in other things. Like if someone were for, I don't know, like anti. GMOs, but like four, I don't know. It's just so weird that like you can come out and just say like, oh, I don't believe this. And then it's like, you're fucking shill. It's like, what? because I don't believe every single thing that you subscribe or that all like that Alex Jones subscribes to or that we are change subscribe to, then I'm a sellout. Like, no, I just, I just don't believe it. Is that okay? Can we have yeah. different opinions? Can we like agree to disagree? And then the, the nicer version of that is I saw some people like leaving comments on your, your, some of your articles like, you know, I saw some of them saying you're a shill, but then I saw other ones saying stuff like, wait a second, Abby, I thought you were, like, part of We Are Change, but you're saying that, how, how could you say that? Because they're, are you saying they're wrong? It's like, well, no, we're saying that we don't believe in this one particular specific thing, but at the same time, we, people in We Are Change have done a lot of good work. Right. There's, it's not, it's not black and white. Yeah. People are going to, like get angry at you for not, you know, for disagreeing with an idea. They'll, they'll like paint you as being this, like, dissenter or you're, a, you're um, you know, you, you're unloyal or something. It's just like, no, 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 no. That's the, the, these are the mental traps that actually create things like tyranny and, you know, people, the chilling effect. I mean, it's almost a chilling effect in and of itself to not, to feel like you can't just disagree with something and stand up for it. Like, you have right. to either agree with everything or you can't agree with any of it. It's like, a, it's, it is very damaging. Yeah, it's just, like all the stuff that I got for the Israel stuff, like, this is like, that was nothing compared to this. It's like my, it's like people who I agree with are turning against me the most because I don't agree 100% with what they agree with. How sad is that? So I'm, I mean, you know what it makes me realize that when we were, when, when we considered ourselves part of this movement, like a couple of years ago when we were really active in, and um, working with a lot of people in the movement to do different things, it made me realize that the people that I called gatekeepers and shills and stuff, people because like, um, like Noam Chomsky, I probably have called him a gatekeeper before, or Amy Goodman and stuff, and now I'm just, I'm just realizing how damaging it is to attack someone who does work like that, and I understand their position. Yeah, and, and, and it's like it's like it's just it's just an interesting thing that I've come full circle and kind of realized like how it's just so um, counter counterproductive to absolutely. anything. Absolutely, and and regardless of what you think about Amy Goodman's and Noam Chomsky's stance on nine eleven, like I'm you know I'm irritated and, and a little bit angry at 
Amy Goodman for having like loose change, you know, versus popular mechanics as like the sort of end all nine eleven you know coverage on her show. But like at the same time, like I'm not going to. Um, it it is it is a form of divide and conquer to just completely poo poo her entire career at that right. point and just be like oh well she's a shill right it's like and or she's funded by George Soros or whatever <laughs> it's like look at the work being done and and, and isolate that you know yeah that I, I, yeah it's or just really like Ron amazing. Paul it's like yeah he has sold out in some ways but at the same time he's spread a lot of great ideas that have caught on like wildfire and Mm -hmm. he's for that I'm very thankful for what Mm -hmm. he's done but like I'm not going to be on board with everything he says right I'm not and I and I do think the things he said in those newsletters are racist and or homophobic like I'm willing to admit that I'm not going to sit here and defend him you know until I'm red in the face because I can't do that. It, I think it's important. Bad and good. I think it's, yeah, I think it's important to just look at everyone and and think if you want to criticize them, do it constructively because I think everyone should be it, healthy criticism is good. It helps people grow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's everyone has bad and good. Everyone makes mistakes. Like everyone should have another chance, but everyone should also be like held accountable and like it just come out knowing that it's okay to put yourself out there and like question things or criticize other people but do it in a a healthy way instead of this i don't even know what i'm trying to say it's just so sad like i feel like the dialogue has been so dumbed down you know looking at the the mainstream media culture who watches fox news and cnn and stuff and i look at people who are in the alternative media and it just seems like it's just really degraded as well it's it's hard to say exactly what you know how it's going to evolve, but I think like it's a lot of these like baby steps, you know. Like mm-hmm. we're we're still everybody's still learning how to harness this all these new tools and stuff, and you know as it goes along, you see a lot of the same problems evolving that created problems with mainstream media. You know this this conglomeration of power, you know, and the, the you know very few corporations owning media networks now and the idea is becoming more homogenous and the same no matter what channel you watch the alternative media movement maybe doesn't have the same sort of money behind it but the ideas sort of become more homogenous over time and there's more of these leaders and and sort of demagogue figures who people you know just sort of are in lockstep with instead of trying to carve out their own path it's like you have the internet at your fingertips and you can write about anything that you want but, you know, and there's nothing wrong with reposting people's stuff. I mean, we do it a lot to people like Glenn Greenwald and people who really resonate with us. But we don't agree with everything Glenn Greenwald says. We, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about if we disagree with them at some point, you know? Right. Like, that's actually what causes the problems in, in media in general. It's like this right. access. Like, oh, you want access to the right. people in the government, so you're right. not going to criticize them. It's like, right. no. So, I don't know. It's It's just... I mean, we said we're gonna. We already finished talking about this, but there's. We could talk about this forever because it it is a problem that we've ignored for way too long in this scene. Right. And, and now we're directly seeing it firsthand. I mean, it's it's plain as day. Yeah, and I have. I I know a bunch of people who who are are very much on board with this whole idea that's that the parents at Sandy Hook are actors that the kids are still alive. I was at this party like a couple of weeks ago, and this guy came up to me. He's like, "Oh, dude, did you hear that the Sandy Hook, you know, the kids are all still alive?" 
And I was like, I was like, no, I, I didn't hear that. And I was like, I don't really believe that, you know? I mean, I need to be shown some kind of like proof that that's the case. It doesn't sound believable to me from what you're telling me. But then, and, I, and then I was like, but you know, what, what would the, be the point of the government actually doing right. that? They don't need to take away our guns to control us. They've already, they're already doing a really great job. Yeah, I think that's that's what people are lacking in this whole school shooting thing it, it, about the motive. Like, there has to be who benefits and there has to be a motive. The government doesn't need to take away guns. Yeah, you're right. Like, the motives of these past false flag things and, and all this shit, it makes just way more sense to me. I mean, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. These school shootings, like, if they wanted to take our guns away, they would have already done it. They don't need to st- keep staging, like all these shootings and then also another thing that just doesn't make sense like they're like if they if the kids are still alive then that makes no fucking sense why wouldn't they just have someone just go in and kill a bunch of kids and whatever if he's a patsy or whatever so either he killed kids or he didn't i don't understand where like the kids are still alive thing that makes no sense to me so all these people are actors that are being it's it's fucking ridiculous robbie i can't even handle it yeah, and then, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who would laugh at us talking about why we think 9-11 right. was in part, you know, an inside job. And, and you know, they would say, well, who do you think? You know, those people are actors and stuff. It's like, I wouldn't actually sit there and be like, yes, those people are still mm-hmm. alive and they're actors. Because I can't do that. I can't say that the plane that hit the Pentagon or supposedly hit the Pentagon is you know, landed in some secret hangar and all the people got out and are living like secret, secret identity <laughs> live somewhere else or that the hijackers are still alive, you know, living in other countries. I can't make claims like that because I don't know that I, I, you know, you can, it's yeah, sure. It's fun to speculate about stuff like that, you know, but I just think once you get into that mindset where you're actually believing your own speculation that strongly, or the speculation of other people, it gets into the same territory as Al Pacino is a reptile, you know, showing a, a, a YouTube clip of Al Pacino walking through a door and then slowing it down and being like, circling the frame that he looks blurry and being like, did you see that? That's really creepy. Let's see it again. Like, he's a reptoid, <laughs> you know, because he just transformed on screen. It's like, oh my God, like... Yeah, I think I think if people listening to this think it's ridiculous that we we keep we keep comparing this to like how nine eleven is actually a conspiracy or whatever. Um, you can listen to our radio show. We'll link to it right now, where we just kind of outline about two and a half hours of what we consider very hard evidence that goes against what the government has told us. And and yes, you can say the same things about Sandy Hook. Is that you know there are a lot of things that have come out that are. That are that don't fit or don't correlate with the official story. Sure, you know, second shooter reports, whatever. But but the nine eleven thing, um, it's just so hardcore in every single aspect of what they said, and and just so many irregularities and so many things that actually directly point to government involvement, not just you know people saying, oh, I saw this, I saw that. This goes far far beyond that. Um, and, you know, we, we're not even conclusively saying we know who did it or, or even how it happened or whatever. All we're saying is what the government has told us is, quite frankly, not true um, and that the 9-11 Commission was a cover-up. Did you hear about Robert Kennedy coming out and saying that JFK, all of his family, thinks that it was a conspiracy? No. Robert no. F. Kennedy Jr.? Yeah, he came out and he was just like, all of us think that it's a conspiracy. Um, 
Who is just, he, didn't he just get married to? Isn't he like with an yeah. actress or something? Yeah, yeah, I forget who. Well, that's great. I mean, yeah, you know, I think the truth, the truth will always sort of inch ahead. It's you can't cover up something like that forever. I mean, and and there's been plenty of stuff that's come out since then, but just like nine eleven, there there will be more revelations as time goes on, as people feel safer coming out and saying things like him, you know. Maybe right, and 10 I think, or 15 years ago, he wouldn't have felt comfortable right. saying that. But now enough time has passed where he does. And I, I also think people should ask themselves, we know for, for a fact, I mean, this is not speculation. This is from people like Sibel Edmonds, um, you know, Mike Rupert, or actually I think Mike Rupert might think that it was just total incompetence. I'm actually not sure. He said some interesting things that conflict with what I thought he he thought previously, but I mean, people like Sibel Edmonds who were working high levels of the FBI and that it's not just that they missed all these warnings and they're incompetent. They, they knew what was going to happen and they intentionally thwarted intelligence in order to make it happen. If you can believe these facts that are true, that whistleblowers have come out about, if you believe that, then why is it so much of a stretch to think that they would in fact make it happen by also thwarting things or or putting fake drills out to confuse people or this and that i mean i I just don't understand i think people just have a really hard time you know i'm i I ran into this or not ran into but the the i went i stayed at this hotel a couple weeks ago and the we went in the parking garage and like the bellhop guy saw our stickers and he went, after he walked us up into the room. He's like, "Hey, I, I couldn't help but see your, you know, notice your bumper stickers. Like, what do you think? You know, it, it, I have a question about nine eleven though. He's like, how were they able to st- stage something like that, but they weren't able to plant, you know, WMDs in Iraq? And I was just like, well, I was like, first of all, they didn't successfully stage it because there's so many thing, r- things wrong with the 9-11 events that they had to cover up and they didn't do a great job doing right that it's blatant like it's not it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like a like some sort of like flawless execution i mean look how many things that are out there right and but at the same time like it's not the government is not it, whoever was behind it is not this cohesive you know tentacle-like organization that stretches to every aspect of the U.S. government. I just don't, I don't, you know, I don't even know if the Iraq war was planned by the same people who let 9-11 happen or made it happen. Like, I can't say that for sure. But it's like people want to close the circle. And I think that's part of the problem with, just like I was saying, like when you get into that gear, you get into like shift into second gear and your, your antennae are kind of like, oh, well, now I believe it. So what else, you know, the, you know, how did the government do all this and, you know, what else have they staged or whatever? It's like, it's sort of like this all or nothing mindset. Mm-hmm. And Snow Crash, that guy from 9-11 Blogger, mm-hmm. he posted this like chart of like all the different people that could have been involved in 9-11, like Israel government, Saudi mm-hmm. Arabian government, American government, FBI, Pakistan. CIA, NSA. And then like he showed, he, he did a little chart showing how many different combination possibilities there are and there's like it was something like over like you know three thousand different possible combinations of it well that's why yeah people need to close the circle but also like i hate to keep bringing up these these school shootings though but like i think people need to ask themselves um 
why? Like, I mean, I know you just said this, but it's just like, there, there has to be some sort of... 9-11, all these things were pretty much written. I mean, the Afghanistan war plans were, like, written earlier that year. I mean, all the shit in PNAC that was already, like, planned. They just literally needed that reason to, to put them all into effect. It's just, like... I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry to interrupt your train of thought. It just, I just think people need to, if they're questioning these things, I think, like, who is it benefiting and, and why would they do something like this? Because there's a million and a half reasons about 9-11 that make sense to me. But the, the school shooting things and also chemtrails, that's where I wanted to go with it. The chemtrail <laughs> thing, it's like, why would they, like, for what? Like, what, what are they doing chemtrails for? You know what well, I mean? They're dumbing us down. They're they're trying to shorten our lifespan. I don't know, and it is a weird. I just I'm not like yeah. I don't think people who believe in chemtrails are necessarily stupid or 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 really paralyzingly paranoid. But I don't think that they can. It's not fair for a lot of those people to say this is what they're doing, and I'm a hundred percent sure about this. And if you don't believe it, you're just not willing to look at the facts because there aren't any cohesive facts about what, what they'd be doing it for or what they're using. Like, you know, if somebody's like they're using, you know, they're spraying the air with like benzodiazepine like drugs to make us like slower and dumb us down or something. Then I'd be like, Oh, that's a, a weird theory. I wonder if there's any proof or if those chemicals have been found in the air or something like that. But it's not it it's too it's too much of this like anomalous sort of theory that doesn't really make very much sense like i just don't under yeah i don't i haven't been like shown a convincing case of this is what chemtrails are and this is what they're what's going on with them right right and at the same time like i don't know enough about planes or you know condensation trails to know what's supposed to look normal and what's not you know? But then it's funny because you can tell that to the people who like look at the buildings falling and they're like, well, I'm not an architect. I'm not an engineer. Because I always catch myself saying the same things about things that I haven't. I feel like I haven't seen strong evidence for to discredit them or say, like, I don't believe this. Yeah. But then you just have to, like, break it down. Like, well, why? So, so have we ever said that to someone who looks at the buildings and says, like, we're crazy and that we can't possibly know because we're not an expert in this and that? No. But if you get, if you explained it and if you learn it, which is, I think, that we have over the years, I haven't, like, sat down with a pilot like I did with Richard Gage, or I haven't, like, really extensively learned about, like, air condensation at different altitudes and stuff, like, to know that I can speak for it. But, like, I think that I can for just physics and like learning about these things that we've learned about building seven or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and I'm open to hearing anything about, about it. You know, if someone wants to show me something that they think is really convincing, but at the same time, like a lot of the stuff I've already seen is not convincing at all. So it's like, it has a bad track record in my mind, as far as like what's out there and the evidence that people present. If you only seen, you know, if someone tried to get you into nine eleven, the nine eleven conspiracy th- world, and only showed you the movie nine eleven in plain sight, or the first version of Loose Change, you might come away with it and think, "Well, this is totally unconvincing." Like the, the pod missiles, and you know these kind of things, they just seem like not they just seem weird. I don't, they don't really yeah. make sense to me. But 
the good thing about 9/11 is that most of like the full-length movies out there are actually pretty good. Like they're very they have they're filled to the brim with really convincing evidence, you know. And it's not the, the same does not go for chemtrail movies. Right. I mean, it's it's actually the opposite. Or reptile, you know, the the idea that we're <laughs> re, you know, people are reptiles or, you know, certain people in the elite are reptiles. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's, and, and I'm, you know, I, I'd be happy to sit through a chemtrails movie that, you know, someone that I knew that was credible showed it to me. I was like, hey, you know, like, I know you're not really into this theory, but check out this movie I just saw because it's, it was really interesting. But I'm sorry, but a lot of the people who come to me with these kind of theories, they, there's something off about them. And I'm not saying that everybody believes them is insane or borderline, you know, psychotic, but it's more often than not a person who will come up to me and talk to me about Sandy Hook, any conspiracy or weather weapons or chemtrails. There's something off. They, they are in sort of a different out of phase with normal reality and not in a, in a way that's benefiting them. Or benefiting their quest for truth. Yeah, I guess that's what and I that's meant not, when I said I'm like not I insult anybody no. by saying that. I'm just saying like it's it's true. I mean, well, I, it seems like something happened after after nine eleven. It's like, and maybe it's because I wasn't in this movement before nine eleven, and I haven't really been up to par with like all the other shit too. But maybe that's why I feel like this. But I just feel like something happened where everyone just got so paranoid about fucking everything that it's like. It's indistinguishable now to find like the people. It's like it's hard to find people like you and I. I guess is what I'm saying that are just like hold on before we jump on board with anything else. Like we need to really find out well, what's yeah. going on here. I get and I get labeled as that kind of conspiracy theorist all the time. I mean, what? people like cautious? just like a crazy. No, no, no. Like a like a tinfoil oh, right. hat wearing nut. You know, I mean, because of the things I say. So you can't win when you're in. When you right. you either have to be all the way. It's like this safety thing. It's like, and I think it, it does feel good for a lot of people to believe everything is a conspiracy because it, it satisfies some part of their their you know this paralyzing fear. It's like a it's it, it's like a blanket. It's a security blanket. You may, it's like you're almost trying to create a safety net for yourself to feel like you know I can see that everything's a conspiracy and nobody else can. Right, right, right. Otherwise, you'd have to step outside of that every time anything happens and kind of analyze it all over again and yeah. really dive into it. And when, yeah. Instead, it's much easier to just be like, I'm already in it, and I'm going to fucking go all the way. It's again, it's just another one of those things where it's like you go all the way to the opposite. You go all the way to the other side of the spectrum, and you stay there forever instead of <laughs> instead of trying to go back to the middle. And I'm not saying be middle of the road and no, you know, centrist no. politically. I'm saying like... Go the middle being like the rational, critical thinking right. part of your brain that can look at everything individually and say, oh, "Okay, you know, this there is some evidence here. There's something really interesting here that I'm going to look further at." Instead, it's like somebody sends you one video clip of a guy, you know, la- like laughing and smiling before he gets on to talk about his daughter being killed in a school massacre, and you're just like, "Oh, that guy is a total actor. This whole thing is staged." I mean. I just think that it's it is it is worrisome that that people can go that dive that far into it based on that little evidence and then stay there and not and not you know try to go back to that middle place in their mind the rational thinking part of your brain and be like well hmm let me go and you know re-examine some more of this stuff or I don't know it it is it is um, and 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 again 
if the government really wanted to, you know, cover up, you know, since 9-11 and things like that are, are just gaining more and more traction every day, you know, and they can't stop that. They can't stop, you know, 9-11 conspiracy videos from being posted to the Internet. Then what's a better, what, what would work better than just spreading all this other crap on the Internet that will make any conspiracy look retarded by association? Yeah, and I just read today, I knew this was already happening, of course, as we were talking about just manipulation of social media. We already know that this has been going on for decades since the early 60s. I mean, Pro, all this shit's real. Yeah. Um, but to what extent, we don't know. But I did just see a Guardian article that was just like, you know, the CIA, the Pentagon's creating sock puppet accounts online to counter propaganda which they claim like anti-american propaganda with pro-american propaganda so we have people who and this is admitted and i tweeted this out linked to this guardian article and some guy wrote back he's like that's crazy and i was just like did you read the article because it's like not even my assertion this is just a legitimate government document that's admitting that this is what they're doing already and they probably have been for decades but it just verifies that there are fake personas all over the fucking internet probably poisoning the well with conspiracy theories arguing for all this shit arguing against all this shit Mm -hmm. it's just so it's even just hard to even gauge like what is really going on out there and i think it's also probably disparaging to a lot of people like who are just entering the movement or or pursuing something that like could be a little bit conspiracy theorist minded and being like critical of some things and they're probably like turn the fuck off by seeing so much crazy shit like if i were to just even if i were interested in sandy hook alternative theories i would not even be able to find like a good legitimate account because all of it's just so poisoned already like the well is so polluted with crazy shit that it's like impossible to even sift through pretty much and and that's that's the thing it's like you want to try to attract people you don't want to preach to the choir. It's become a preaching to the choir thing at this mm-hmm. point where you want people who aren't normally open to this kind of information to be attracted by a very strong fact right. or a visual or something. Like watching Building 7 fall is right. undeniably a powerful visual that is intriguing. You know, right. And if you're a critically thinking person and you watch that and you, you know, you're told that this, is, this building fell on 9-11... And it wasn't hit by a plane. You'd be thinking, "Oh wow!" Like, I, and you never heard of it before. You would. Mm. A lot of people would think, "Wow, that's really strange." But I don't know if I believe. You know, this means anything. But I, I'm going to want to look further into this. Right. But then, if you go on YouTube and you type in "Building 7 or whatever, and then you see all this stuff about, you know, a hologram, you know, plane space flew beams. into it, or that a space beam destroyed it. Or, you know, that uh, that there's some sort of ancient aliens thing tying in with it. Then you'll think, then you, you, part of you will be embarrassed or right. afraid to look into that. Because then you think, oh, wait, this is, I don't want to go here. Because these people are, you know, they're not, they're just not on the same wavelength as me. They're definitely in another world. You right. know, it's like and that's coast to coast so AM. It's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate that now it's like, you know... It's just, it is damaging. And anyone who says it's not, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Like, it is. it is For people who you want to attract into things that we can prove and have evidence to back up, and to just totally dilute that and say that, like, everything is just knee-jerkily mm-hmm. staged and everything, like, it is extremely damaging. And it's 
it's already done an enormous amount of damage. And that's why I have to just distance myself from from these things. I mean, I'll never abandon the fact that I think 9-11 was um, allowed or made to happen, ever. But I, I will just be very cautious moving forward, um, and I will... I just wish that other people were all as well. Like before you make assertions, it's fine to make assertions if you feel like you have a strong case. And I just don't understand how that got lost. Yeah. And, and, and when you, yeah. And I think a lot of stuff just gets overshadowed and ignored by a lot of these alternative, you know, generally conspiracy minded websites. Like we're like, Julian Assange and Bradley Manning are just like ignored or, or even Julian Assange is labeled as some kind of government shill, you know, like WikiLeaks is like a government op or something, you know, something like that. It's like, Oh, because, Oh yeah. Because they said WikiLeaks is a government. Webster Tarpley says that too. He says Julian Assange is like a, like a agent because he hasn't exposed like real more sinister things like not stuff about nine 11 or whatever, whatever. I mean, but I mean, I, I just don't see just be so because he hasn't exposed more stuff than he, I mean, he's already exposed a lot of stuff like that's that's been had like real right. implications, you know, and I, I don't know. It is it is it's too bad, you know, it is very, very sad. It's sad, but we just have to move forward. And I think. Um, you know, and let's talk about some good things because breaking the set, you know, we're trying to bring forward kind of like the, the project censored media roots, very critical, but like not censoring of things that we feel deem attention. Um, I think that it is attracting a lot of people. A lot of people are really being supportive of it. I mean, John Cusack wrote me the actor saying that he's, he's likes the show, um, Sean Young, I mean, different different people who, you know, it's pretty awesome to know that the show is getting on the radar in a big way, um, and I think it's because it is touching upon, like, a lot of censored things, but not going off the deep end without having facts to back it up, and, like, no one, everyone who's attacking the show or whatever, like, no one can attack the facts. Yeah. Yeah, they, they you know, I see a lot of different style of attacks coming to your show, you know that it's Russian propaganda, um, so it can't be trusted without addressing any of the actual things you say. Um, you know things like that. Yeah, it is. It's telling when people don't directly address your facts, mm-hmm. which and, barely anyone does if they have a problem. Yeah, and I think that's actually a really good sign. That means that you're doing very strong, like factually based work. That, yeah. That is in some ways like hard. It's really hard to take down because you're not. You're not going that, and that's the thing that a lot of people do, which is bad, is they go too far in the speculative territory and and assert it as as the truth, and then it makes the whole entire thing they're presenting be more easily discredited. Right. And 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 to me, that's the that's the strongest kind of work. But then you know, there's people out there who do good work sometimes too, like someone like Chink Unger or something. But he then he holds back and he lets himself carry water for obama even even when even when before he was very critical of him and then he he kind of gets exposed as oh wait i thought you were really anti-obama because he did these things but now i see you just omitting any criticism of him and just talking about romney 
I mean, your show will never do that. You're not beholden to one particular viewpoint, you know? Right. Or I should say, like, political party, especially. Um, and, I mean, to me, that's that's just... That's the way most media, alternative media outlets need to move forward, is they need to right. get out of the, you know, the partisan political theater and just focus on, you know, these are the things that we need to do. I, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I think the Young Turks are awesome. I love Jank Younger. I think he's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, he definitely carried water for Obama, and uh, and so do a lot of other people. And I think, and that's where you know we've always talked about this, where we wanted to bring media roots to a point. We always felt this way. We always felt like we, it was hard to identify with people because we're like extremely pro gay rights pro-feminism, you know, things like that, and and even pro, like, environmental um, legislation and stuff, like, yeah. to protect the environment. Like, we, we have, like, a lot of really radical, I'd say, liberal tendencies where we are, like, extremely liberal. We're, we're not religious. And, no, and we're that, not and, at all. <laughs> and so we've, we've always felt like we kind of were paving a different way where we felt like a lot of people wanted to find we felt like we were trying to seek something that didn't exist, and so thereby we created it. We created a space that kind of enveloped all of these things, but also was very critical and on board with like the, a lot of the Ron Paul Liberty Movement, a lot of like what Alex Jones says as well. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like the liberal version or the progressive-minded version of that same base of thinking. And so that's what I guess I'm trying to do with Breaking the Set, and I think, you know, hopefully, hopefully people... Can, can realize that you can disagree with some things, but if it's, it's just another way to just get the message out in a different way. You don't need to agree completely uniformly. In fact, it's better if you don't. I don't want... I mean, I think it would be dangerous if everyone completely 100% agreed with everything made. It's just we're trying to create something that I couldn't identify with anymore, other than the Media Roots stuff. Because, like, Media Roots didn't... It didn't go too far, but it didn't hold back. And I and I hope that that's what I'm doing with the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I feel no. like I'm just like trying to sell it. <laughs> no, I mean you're, and I think that's why you're being. It's like there's not there's not this huge, you know, like viral explosion of your show, but you're getting feedback and you're getting contacted by people where it's making it's making waves. It's like the ideas are really powerful. It's it's more to me. That's a more powerful form of information. Where it's like you're sort of creeping into all these different um, aspects of the media and people who pay attention to the media, and the ideas are getting spread. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that's it. That's going to continue, and that's really what's mostly important. Like, right. you know, someone like Chomsky. And I'm not saying we're anywhere at the same like academic education level as Chomsky. That would take you know decades of of what he's done to do but like you know a lot of people who talk about his ideas or Howard Zinn's ideas they might not necessarily have read their work but it's the ideas themselves that are so powerful and so that they've transcended the person and that they've sort of creeped into all these different forms of you know, anti-government or just government critique or, you know, the anti-war movement and things like that. And that to me is what, or or Glenn Greenwald's ideas, you Mm -hmm. know, he has such a singular focus, civil liberties and, you know, law and things like that, that it's, 
you know, nobody's really showed things in that context before as regularly as he has. And those ideas have caught on with a lot of people. Like yeah, just I think that we really independent of Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, I think we really do have him to thank a lot for sparking that in a lot of like more liberal intellectuals. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and it's not hasn't gone far enough, but you know, even when Obama leaves office, those ideas will still be there. Right. And all it'll do is just help people, you know, wake up even more. And and you know, everybody called your update on the conspiracy. You know, not everybody, but some you know, bunch <laughs> of, some idiots on online right. post reposted your like second monologue about that as a, f- a faux apology to Alex Jones. It's like... I'm not trying to apologize no. to Alex Jones. <laughs> you didn't apologize to him at all, but you did acknowledge that he has woken a lot of people up to good right. ideas. And he has. Right. But it's those ideas that are powerful. It's right. not him. Don't follow him. Those ideas are powerful. The, some of the ideas he used to talk about more. I mean, and, you know, but... But just because some of the things he's saying now are, you know, or that he has in the past are, are wrong or inaccurate, doesn't mean that those ideas that he talked about aren't powerful and, and have a powerful effect on, on information gathering and, and just, you know, people's ability to see the world in a, in a better way, you know, like. Yeah. And that's why it's so frustrating for us to watch the way he's evolved, because now it's like the Drudge Report and him are like buddies you know it's like how can this be possible when the drudge report is all about what we're trying to fight against this sensationalist you know plucking sound bites you know out of the ether of the internet and and presenting them as this sort of like generic left-right paradigm Mm -hmm. you know platter of shit right right and it's it to me that's one of the most damaging types of forms of information there is because it's it, it it plays on your emotions you know plays on your racist fears it's like there's tons of articles on his website all the time about like you know 20 person brawl at bus stop and they'll be just like um you know something in it either a picture or screenshot that'll make you think oh it's this those you know that's the blacks you know going (laughs) crazy again or you know just stuff like that like he is that's exactly what we're trying to fight against and alex jones should be too you know but instead, I think a lot of these alternative media websites, especially the bigger ones, have adopted some of these sensationalistic sort of fear-mongering techniques to spread because he their doesn't information. Want to, because he doesn't want to ostracize his audience. Because he knows that a lot of those people are people in his audience. You and mean like the undeniable. new... Yeah, well, ever since, ever since Ron Paul got really popular, the Tea Party got really popular. Yeah, it's because it's... And Glenn Beck was sort of like the surrogate, you know more watered-down Alex Jones that Fox News was using for a while as, like, a, a test run to see how that would go. And, yeah, it's, it is, um, it, it's, it, it's too bad. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm going to give a, a faux apology now, too. I mean, he's done, he's done great work, and I can't deny what stuff that I was, you know, that he introduced me to that it's still, I still believe to this day. And I'm very like thankful for that, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to tow his line and I'm not going to carry water for him. Right. It's like people who say like, don't criticize Obama. Don't criticize Obama. Don't criticize Obama. He's trying to do good work. It's like, well, you know what? I think that's really unhealthy. Like we should be able to offer criticism and try to grow 